good morning, afternoon, or evening from wherever or whenever you guys are tuning in from. For first-time listeners, welcome to The Pond, podcast where we take a light dive into a myriad of topics. And for our loyal followers, good to have you back. So my name is Dylan Satiawan, and today I'm joined by Mr. Uh, I'm Ryan Almadine. Oh, Mr. Ryan Almadine. Nice to meet you. And also we have the host for our sports segment, which you guys have not heard from yet. But this is his great debut here. Thank Hello. you so much, Dylan. I'm Marshall Smith, and Marshall I'm Smith. pleased to be here today. All right. So, well, you guys know we're a group of high school students, and we're our, we're in our junior years right now. So, like, we've been getting a lot of questions from parents, college counselors, maybe even teachers, you know, about, hey, where you want to go for college? What do you want to do in life? Stuff like that. It's kind of stressful, but... Just a tad. <laughs> Just a tad, you know. Yeah. But this is kind of fun. Cause it's not like it's going to get any worse, though, right? No, no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But um, it's we're, we're at, like, the beginning of the process. So it's still a little bit fun. We're still deciding. But, you know, what do you guys think about college? I mean, like, I think right now, you know, it's pretty exciting because we're kind of you know, at just the cusp of the of the process, we're looking forward. Um, but I feel like when, when senior year hits and you get those uh, letters back and you just get, like, clapped, it's not going to be <laughs> as fun. You know? uh, hopefully That's that won't true. happen. But well, before I ask anymore... You guys are all going to college, right? You guys not transitioning to work immediately after high school? Uh, that's the plan to go to college. So I start off with this one: the classic question. Right? What do you guys think about, like, what do you guys want to work? How you guys want to work? What's career path choice? You know, However you want to phrase it. You know? I don't know. I'm just trying to keep my options open. But I feel like the tricky part about that is that like some colleges are like okay, we want you to know exactly what you want to do when you come here. And then other colleges are like, you don't have to decide what you want to do here until like your sophomore year or maybe That's even true. junior year. So it's tough because like you kind of have to, like you might like two different schools and both of those schools like have different, um, they have they want different things out of you. Like one might not even want you to know anything about what you want to do if that's like okay and then, like, some schools might be, like, you have to apply to, say, our, like, art school, you know, or our art college, I mean. Yeah. And it's just kind of tricky because I feel like um, part of our future is defined by what school we end up in. And it could change on a whim in case, like, you're really hoping to go to one school and then you get declined and you have to kind of reverse, take a 180 and, like, get a new approach. It's kind of true, especially because, like, We've we've been put through like so much pressure to hey all right I want you to go to this school that school you know and like some parents' expectations are a teeny bit high but you know <laughs> it's whatever right uh, I kind of want to talk about career pathing today though because like I know you wanted to keep your options open right right but any inkling of what you want to be uh not really I mean I enjoy like writing in the school newspaper especially like about sports and I feel oh. like I I follow. Like I, I the site that I visit the most, like without a doubt, is probably ESPN. Okay. The yeah. Everyday Sports Programming Network. <laughs> is that actually what it stands for? Yeah. What? what? I did not know that. All right. Yeah, but okay. learn new things every day on the Pond Podcast. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I could. I think this summer I'm going to take a sports management like college prep class. See if that's something I'm interested in. Sports but I'm also management. relatively interested. And yes, that's of course because uh, I also 
I also love being the sports host on the Pond Podcast. Of course, of course. Um, but I also I have interest in like general business as well. I feel like I know what I don't want to do, but I don't exactly know what I want to do. Like I I don't want to go into like theaters. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or or medical, but I know a lot of you guys want to go into medical. Like right? Do any of you I'm guys want to go? Into- what are you interested in? Okay, okay. Uh, misconception about me: I do want to go to like the biology field. But I don't want to go medical. I kind of want to make like as much money as possible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> nice <stuff. laughs> I'm probably gonna be double majoring in like biology and business. Maybe maybe get a little bit of a CS there. You know, a little bit ambitious for now. But a like bit of a CS. <laughs> but I do want to combine like two both those things together and like hopefully make something work. Because I heard a lot of people or like what you can do right now is what I'm thinking about is. I go to biology field, research about something while, you know, taking a class in like, a business. And then after that, probably combine those two things. Maybe sell, like, the consumer goods, you know, that I develop myself. I don't know. I know somebody stuff. who, like, sells medical parts to, like, hospital. That seems kind of cool, you know? They sell medical like, parts. Like, they, they sell, like, hospital equipment, like a bed or something, or, like, different, um, different um, tools to hospitals interesting like, from like pharmaceutical yeah. but like i don't know like i see the tools in hospitals and, like some hospitals are kind of like a little bit down there like the technology department you like know? they develop like you could develop new new like technology and sell it facts and that's that's actually what i kind of want to do you know i'm research you know I'll probably sell stuff make a business out of it mm-hmm. so you want to make your own business is that what you're saying like entrepreneurship well, Maybe I have no clue yet. All I'm, all I know is I kind of want to make money, like a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the emphasis <laughs> here. So, you know, who knows? We'll Whatever gets the bread. Exactly. But I also don't want to be like an only business major. You know, sometimes I kind of like learning about stuff, especially about like right. everything around us. You know, biology right. being, you know, really, really big part of our lives. Right. What about you, Almadine? Um. Well, okay. I've. I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I've been fortunate enough to like have a kind of general idea of a passion that I want to pursue okay. in college, which is like computer science. Oh, yeah, this man's um, a big CS genius. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if no I would joke. go as far as say genius, <laughs> but yes, I have been very interested in programming. I've you know on school robotics team. Uh, I've done a lot of things outside of school as well. Um, so I think that I would want to do something, like I, not I think, I definitely want to do something related to computer science yeah. in college. I know there's a couple different options as far as like different majors and then different career paths. There's like the more technical aspect of computer science where you actually are, you know, optimizing different programs and algorithms, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the more like scientific part of it where you are like researching and developing new ways to solve problems and algorithms, stuff like that. And I'm Gonna be honest, I have no idea which one I want to go into, <laughs> um, but I I have a vague sense, I guess, of of the topic that I want to go into. Um, the nice thing about computer science as a field, though, is that it's very, at least from from what I can tell, it's very flexible in the sense that if you you know are working at you know some company. Uh, you can still be doing like side projects at home. You know, mm, like I know. Right. Actually, uh, some of you may know the popular game Stardew Valley. Oh. Uh, it was actually programmed by someone who was currently, he was, I don't remember if he was out of a job for a little bit or if he was currently working, but he was just bored with his job. 
And so he decided to create the Stardew Valley game. Um, and as I'm sure some of you know, it was top of the Steam charts <laughs> for years. That man made an incredible amount of money off of that project. And I don't think, I mean, I'm almost certain that he wasn't working for most of the development process because he turned his full time to Stardew Valley development. And I love that idea that you can come up with a project, like not necessarily a game, but that you can be working on some application or project that can, you know, take you toward where your interests lie as opposed to just doing the same thing every day for your job. Yeah, yeah I think true. that it's really important. I think to like um, either have a routine that you're comfortable with or like challenge yourself so that you don't get like bored because like you don't want to be 40 years old and think, gee, like I don't enjoy my, <laughs> like even yeah, maybe no. 30, like, oh, like uh, my job's boring. I wish I didn't do this. And like, I don't even enjoy going to work. And I feel like having a new challenge every day like or a new project that you can work on a lot can definitely probably like boost your overall like state of state of mind. Yeah, yeah definitely, bro. When when Albin said CS is flexible, dude, it's so mm -hmm. flexible. <laughs> like ev like almost every industry can have like a freaking CS guy in it, you know? Yeah. Like that's why I wanted to take CS too cuz you know, whenever you're working in a lab, you kind of kind of have that authority when you have CS, you know. <laughs> yeah, I also I also just feel like now like at this point in time uh, so many jobs are just being like you know taken over by automation and stuff like oh, that. That's true. Right. That's that true. it's it's very safe to have some knowledge in computer science because then you at least know like even if you just have a very basic understanding, it's incredibly useful because pretty much every piece of technology that we interact with is you know in somehow interactable through programming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. Dude, but imagine like the security like concerns, dude. Because, like, everything is online, and so everything is also interactable using, you know, every device we have. So, like, who's to stop like, anyone accessing? This I feel like for that reason, I feel kind of a little bit nervous sometimes with online, like, paying sites like Venmo oh, that's true. and PayPal. Oh, yeah, because they get hacked. Yeah. Someone's yeah, got yeah, your, yeah, yeah. If, all your credit card information. If, yeah, exactly. So that's why I like cash. Or just like traditional credit, <laughs> cold <laughs> cash. Yeah, Money uh, that's just a that's just <laughs> a different note, <laughs> dude. But have you seen? I think uh, there's this TED talk where like this professional hacker developed a freaking sniper hacker system what? thing, where like he basically has a gun which shoots a signal or a laser to somewhere, or you know, and it immediately would give you the Wi-Fi password of that place. Oh, my God. Wow. That's kind of crazy, though. That's wild. You know? <laughs> or, like, how he made this robot that just goes around the room, and he kind of would just <laughs> have their phone passwords display on their robot as they the robot would just, like, oh venture across. God. Oh, my you God. Know, just, just look wild. down and just freaking that robot. Like, so wheels just like, oh, hey, just... this is your password, by the way. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> that is just... Really concerning. I don't know. It's kind of crazy too. Yeah, I'm, I'm also I'm trying to look up this right now. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I saw a TED talk uh, about some guy who tapped into some calls from I forget if it was the CIA or the FBI <laughs> or the NSA or something like that, and he he tapped into the calls and he walked into one of these government agencies yeah. in Washington D.C. With a recording of a phone, like of a uh, classified phone call, <laughs> and he hands it to the person at the front desk, and is like, "You need to fix this," and they like take him. It's it's a really interesting TED oh. talk. I I'm gonna yeah. try to find it actually oh. because I want yeah. you guys to 
yeah. be able to check this out. It's super interesting. There's so many weird cases of like cybersecurity stuff going wrong. Yeah, why do you look for that? I that reminded me of a question that I had for you guys, and this is just because of like I don't really know the answer because I've heard different things. Like, do you trust airport Wi-Fi? Like, I know this is separate, but like, I because oh. I've heard people tell me like, oh, you shouldn't trust it; you can get hacked. But then other people are like, oh, like nobody wants to hack you. Like, why would they want to hack you? Well, I but, mean, like I know Ryan, you might know something more about this than me, <laughs> and Dylan, you too. Well, I mean, I think. Airport Wi-Fi was probably fine because you're a nobody. But if you start becoming a somebody, then maybe you should watch your stuff. Especially those, like, you know those charging ports in airports? Yeah. Yeah, where, like, you put your phone in a case and you plug it into USB. I actually heard that some companies use that to, you know, inject hardware into your phone. Especially because really? Yeah, because it's wow. just a USB, right? You just plug it in. And that's what, what your phone uses to charge itself. It's also what your phone uses to, you know, transfer data. Don't you have to, like, say that you, like, trust the thing or anything to transfer? I guess maybe there's exploits to that. Yeah, probably is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Like, Ryan, do you, would you find it, like, easy to hack into an airport Wi-Fi? I, I would have no idea how to do such a thing. No. However, I do know theoretically how such <laughs> yeah. a thing could be done. Um, <laughs> at least I have a basic understanding. Uh, because the... The general idea with things like airport Wi-Fi or other public Wi-Fi network, well, I mean, there, there are different ways to do this, obviously, but one of the main issues is that because the network is public, um, all of your traffic, like all the information that your computer is sending and receiving to the network um, are, you know, being sent and received by your computer. Yeah. So you get these things called man-in-the-middle attacks, which is where, or, again, if any computer scientists are out here and you hear this and I'm explaining this terribly, I apologize. But from <laughs> my basic limited understanding of this, uh, the basic idea is that when your computer sends signals out that it thinks it's sending to the, the uh, network router, which mm -hmm. it will then communicate with the internet, when it sends a signal out, uh, another computer in the airport could intercept those signals before the router gets them and it will send messages back to your computer pretending that it is the router. So as in, oh, okay. your data would actually be forwarded through that target computer to the airport router or whatever the public Wi-Fi network yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because it's public, then it can they can very easily impersonate that that router. And if the if the signal gets to that computer before it gets the router, then you're pretty much done at that point because all of your data is passing through that computer, which can be monitored or whatever. Um, I think I saw a YouTube video of someone who went i think on star in the starbucks thing or something like that mm -hmm. and they just like set up their own public wi-fi network that was like they just <laughs> named it free wi-fi and they got like 20 people to just connect <laughs> because you know if you're in a starbucks or something and you see like an open network that has some name related to starbucks or something like that then That's you're gonna true. click on it because you assume yeah. it's the the right. wi-fi for the, yeah, 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 for yeah, the company yeah. but like he this guy was literally he was just like i if i wanted to i could have all of these people's personal information <laughs> i can see what they're searching i can see their work like, like all this crazy stuff so i think it's not. It's probably not dangerous if you connect to those things, but I think theoretically it's possible. Although, again, pretty much like if you're actually being targeted, which I think was going back to what Marshall was saying, yeah. if you're being targeted, you have no chance, really. No like, chance, bro. Like, honestly, there's there's not much you can do <laughs> unless you're on some, like, military-grade security computer. Yep. Um, so yeah, with, the, with the connection yeah. to Starbucks, so is airport Wi-Fi just as dangerous as theoretically any other Wi-Fi, but only because of the fact I, that there's more people... Using yeah, it, I, at least from more, from my understanding, more yes, risk. I, I think that's okay. 
because like there's so much more people in that airport Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's high chance of hackers, like yeah. higher chance. Yeah, I think, I think. No, nah, okay. Talk about cybersecurity. I think. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch this YouTube channel called Unbox Therapy. He unboxes some really really cool stuff. All right. <laughs> no, nah, there's this one video where he unboxes like some like ten thousand dollar iPhone. I don't know what Wait, the exact just, price point he just is. Just opens the box. Like that's the. No, no. He unboxes it and talks about it. Well, like, oh, okay. I was yeah. like, is that the whole video? <laughs> like he just he just opens the boxes. Like, Wait, that's so it. so somebody sends him the box, right? Yeah, somebody. Or well, he or like researches. a mis- is it mystery box? No, 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 no. He he he's. Um, he picks specific products and he would just unbox it for entertainment, right? And oh, like a review? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I know there's some like YouTube videos of where you could buy like sneakers from a like a from a small store and they'll send you like a grab bag and then you like people review them and stuff or other products like similar. But go on. Yeah, but Sorry, anyways, didn't mean he, to interrupt you. There, <laughs> there's this one episode where he unboxes modified iPhone for like I don't know what the price is, probably over five K. But oh my god, like this phone was covered in gold, had a watch or like a like yeah a watch on it. But another thing is this phone is also really really protected because they modified the OS so that like I don't know every call you make will be anonymous and every call you get will be like protected by this system and it's kind of crazy because there's only i don't know like 500 phones produced by it and it's like some really really exclusive stuff yeah but i think i saw a picture of that phone yeah like dude it it's looks crazy so cool. it's crazy it's, cra- it's crazy but it's like five thousand dollars man that's like, crazy exclusive yeah. club or something yeah. but i mean it's only five times more expensive than other iPhones. Yeah, okay, iPhones are so fast. much money bro it, oh it's my so God. there's it's so insane how expensive phones have become that's true, dude. I have like a two hundred dollar phone. I think but I'm like, satisfied with it. If you think about it in another <laughs> way, though, you are using them like a lot. Yeah. So, like, the price you pay per minute of a, like a phone is probably really tiny. That's fair. Well, the price you pay of a day is probably also really tiny. Yeah. No, but you are yeah. still paying for service, and that's a monthly. Yeah, product. that that, so that, 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 is that actually yeah, I would that say will would, add up. would yeah. add up. If you have, if you just use your phone just for Wi-Fi and no cell service, then yes. Yeah. But, and, and the other thing, that, okay, there's. There's a little bit of a tangent here, but just it frustrates me how, like, okay, I, I want to say right now, I have an iPhone. Like, I, I use my iPhone. I'm fine with it. It's great. <laughs> right. But it it is so frustrating when you watch the Apple keynotes, like, where they announce the new products, and they announce all these, like, quote-unquote new features that have, like, already existed for, like, decades in, like, yeah. Android phones. Like Sam- and it's like, yeah, revolutionary new OLED design. Yeah. And it's like, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. they're literally buying the buying the screens from yeah. Android manufacturers. Like, oh, this is, yes. there's nothing new about this, but they market, their marketing is so fantastic right. that they convince everyone that they're doing something revolutionary, <laughs> even though they're, yes, okay, our, our editor right now is holding up a picture of Steve Jobs <laughs> and aggressively <laughs> pointing at him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, like, the... Apple's uh Apple's marketing system is incredible. It, Apple pains me because for example, like remember when the Samsung watch came out? I like probably five, six years ago. Nope. And exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. You don't remember. The Samsung watch came out and then like two years later, Apple copies that same exact watch calling their revolutionary Apple watch. Yeah. And everybody's like, Oh my gosh, this is such an amazing product. Like where did this come from? Yeah. Like they just copy everybody. I have a problem with Apple because, like, I've had some bad experiences at Apple stores. I just, I think Apple upcharges everybody to, like, exploit the fact that everybody else has iPhones and you want to be, like, 
it like Dylan, you don't do you have an iPhone or not? No, you don't, I, right? I never you will don't. have an like, iPhone. Like I just too. find that I don't like Apple, but I kind of feel I feel like what Apple has done is they've built up such a market that they've made people compelled to buy iPhones because everybody else's iPhones. Yeah, and they actually, for, like SMS texting. Yeah, that's the exact question we got. They like actually enforce that in the sense that like Apple devices only work well with other Apple devices. Right. Like, you know, iMessage instead of just standard text messages. iMessage yeah. is great. It's the blue text. They purposefully made the like SMS messages on right. iPhone like this weird green color so that like you don't you subconsciously like don't enjoy it when you're texting right. someone that yeah. doesn't have another yeah. iPhone. And then right. you get this calming satisfying blue my <laughs> yeah. message and even things like airdrop like those are yes. totally easily they could easily make that cross platform like there there would be no issues whatsoever yeah. with just making it work between android and ios but they don't do it because they know that it's maintaining their their hold on the market um <laughs> even even things like um on on mac is one thing this is a very very developer focused thing but uh, you literally cannot build like you can write code for an iPhone mm-hmm. on a Windows computer, right? Because you're just you're just typing out the code. But Apple explicitly prohibits you to build iPhone code, like as in to like actually compile the code and put it onto a phone. Yeah. Unless you're on a Mac. Huh? So you cannot build an iPhone application on a Windows computer. You can write all the code and you can do everything, but as soon as you want to upload it to an actual phone, you have to use a Mac. That's wow. so crazy. Like they because they they do this because they know that that means that like iPhone developers will then buy Macs and then that right. gives them a hold in the development community right. because yeah. everyone wants to develop for iPhone because the market share is amazing. So they their whole business model is fantastic for them, but it's terrible for the consumer. But it's so terrible. their marketing yeah. is so good that no one realizes that, right? Like, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like going back to the keynote thing, like Apple always says, oh, my gosh, we have these revolutionary cameras. And yet their phones couldn't even take pictures of stars until, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a year, two years ago? Is that right? Like, other phones' cameras are, like, basically infinitely better. And yet Apple is great at hiding that and just bringing up the fact that, like, iPhones are so much more compatible with other phones and yeah. luring, luring you into buying iPhones. Yeah, well, what I don't get is I, what I want to ask you guys is because I'm not from the U.S., so I don't really get this Apple iPhone culture because whenever I see an iPhone, I, I see, oh, it's a scam. All right, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> but everyone in where I came from, Indonesia, just like they would just rather buy Androids than iPhones, and you would see if it's a 50-50 split where Androids would you know take half the class while iPhones take the other. So like, how come everyone here buys an iPhone? What's up with what's up with you guys? You know, I feel like people here don't want to feel left out. Oh well, true actually, because of the iMessage thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if people just like trust Apple in a way, because I feel like if you buy an iPhone to start, then you're gonna you're gonna naturally look toward buying another iPhone next because you trust that. Like, yeah. you for some reason, whether it be better or worse than the competition you just naturally trust it because you feel comfortable like that nothing bad went on like nothing bad happened when you had it whether not much good happened either i mean iphones are consistent like say what you will about a mac or an iphone but they they work they Mm -hmm. they do don't have i mean maybe they have some visual glitches and stuff but 
they they function well. They don't have a lot of speed problems until you get to like two years in, and then your iPhone dies because <laughs> on of forced <laughs> obfuscation <laughs> on um, accident, right? Oh yes, yeah, complete on accident, on <laughs> you, complete Jones. accident. Um, no, but but like they they are consistent. They're good quality devices, but right. just they're um, there are know, better quality devices. There are better the quality devices for, for considerably less cheaper. money. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna take the example of AirPods too. Like, Airpo- I don't know. What do you guys think about AirPods? Because I feel like they're so much more. They're, they're just better. AirPods. I will never buy AirPods. I will tell right, you that thank now. Thank you, Marshall. I will never buy they're AirPods. They're just like objectively better sound quality devices that have the same or better battery life and that are significantly cheaper. Yes, thank but you, they guys. don't have the look and they don't have the brand, <laughs> which is right. why people buy Apple. Yeah. Um. Air- oh, yeah. Um, one of our um, one of our pawn members just ran into the wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to. No. But, um, yeah. Uh, but I think it AirPods do look quite sleek. I must say they do. It's they good. they fit the businessman model. Businessman um, model. Business. Oh, you know, yeah. like you like you see people like for example, like young businessmen, students, kids. Um, they just they walk around with one AirPod on. And they're like texting somebody, and it's oh, just very kid. much a look. Uh, the so the <laughs> rich kid look. look. Oh yeah, it's very much a look. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it is though. It's it's like kind of a display of, you know, wealth and class. You know, yes. like that's true. It's yes, it's but, a flex. But, but it's a like, flex. In my opinion, I don't know. The AirPods look really bad. You know, just because of that little stick sticking out. That's repetitive, but like. You know how most earbuds, you put it in, and it's just like that right. little circle thing. But AirPods actually have, I don't know, what is what, Isn't that the new called? model, though? That's the new one, Oh, right? the, the pros, where, the, where they have the little... The little bubble little thing? little bubble, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyways. I, I just, I try not to... I try to, to support Apple as little as possible. Uh, yeah. But, like, I have to admit Amen. I have fallen into the trap of buying iPhones. And I don't, I don't consider it... As much of a trap as I want to, because it works well, and like, I guess you could say I'm a satisfied customer, in a way. But I feel like I would love to live in a world where phones were not this expensive, and that <laughs> like when there's better options. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And also, they shouldn't be that exclusive. Like with iMessage and everything, dude, I can't create a group chat or add iPhone yeah. members into. Which is Apple's just crazy. built up such a community by now that like they can price it at anything. And people will still buy them yeah. because yeah, people are loyal true. to Apple. Well, the thing, I think just Apple, uh, especially in the U.S. and I think the U.K. and a couple other countries, because Apple doesn't really have that strong of a foothold in, in a lot of the like poorer countries, obviously. Right. <laughs> they're way too expensive. Yes. Um, but I think the thing with Apple was is that when the iPhone first came out and like like I, I'm talking about like iPhone one through six in general, they were very revolutionary. Like they they. If yes. you look at the old like BlackBerry phone, because I remember my dad had a BlackBerry. My dad had a BlackBerry yeah, too. Like, you know, you Brick have all the, all the time, oh, right? Brick Breaker <laughs> and the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Word Mole game. Oh, oh I never so much that. fun. No, but, but like they they had quite revolutionary products at the time, and they they were able to so quickly build up a following. Right. Um. And again, with the uh the next couple iterations of iPhone, like four, five, six. Right. They were significantly increasing the speed, the perform, like you know, the battery life, everything. Everything was getting so much better right. so quickly, and then they just kind of hit a point where they they pretty much ran out of ideas, right? Like yeah. I think the 
The yeah. only really major change I, like, I can think of is like the iPhone X screen change. Thing. I feel like after Touch yeah. ID, it kind of went downhill. Yeah, <laughs> well, because because there's only so much that you can do. They were innovating so quickly because the technology was so new. But now it's been here for a while. There's only so much that you can do in a year. Like face recognition has always had already existed. Yeah, like other many other features that I can't even name right now mm-hmm. have already existed. Yeah, which we've been, uh, we went over that. Well, I think. It's time to end the episode of the podcast. It's been a good talk, but I do want to ask you guys before we end predictions. When is Apple gonna fall? When is Apple, it gonna start going Apple, downhill? Apple is not gonna <laughs> fall. Apple's gonna lower their prices eventually. Eventually, I I think it's I gonna think. be. I don't know if you guys are. Su- <laughs> I don't I know if you like... guys are super into the like the or super knowledgeable about the whole Nvidia versus AMD thing uh... or Intel versus AMD as well. Um, I think. It's it's kind of a process where there's one that will stay so far ahead, but then just over time, as like Android phones and Samsung, whatever, Google get closer and closer to catching up with Apple, yeah. Apple's prices are gonna plummet because they have right. to match up, otherwise they're gonna lose all their market share. And I think at that point then it's I feel like game. these um smaller companies need to kind of merge together if they actually want to have like <laughs> monopolies. <laughs> wait, 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 I don't know. If well if you think about it <laughs> if you think about it, Apple's like Closer to a monopoly than them. Yeah, no, that's yeah. right. But I mean, like Google's coming in here, and Google's huge. Yes. Like Google's. Almost Google just doesn't really advertise Apple. their phones as much. They don't. Microsoft tries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just poor little, poor little Windows phone. You know, it's like yeah, I don't think I I've seen a single one of those in real life, um, except at a Microsoft store. <laughs> that's, that's so crazy. Sad. All right. Well, on that note, yeah. I think we do have to end. All right. But it's been it's been good talk, boys. Good we talk. encourage you all to kind of. Think about Apple. Think about technology. Yeah. Think about phones. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, yeah. also one one last quick thing. I did find the tech t- uh, the TED talk. It is called "Wiretapping: The Secret Service Can Be Easy and Fun" by Brian Seely. <laughs> it's a TEDx Kirkland talk. Would <laughs> recommend sure watching watch it. It's a good I'm watch. gonna watch that right when we're done recording. <laughs> All right. All right uh, well, make sure to so follow much. us on Instagram at the Pond Podcast, and uh, check out our platforms on Spotify and on. What is it? Apple Music? Apple Music? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, iTunes. That's iTunes. it. iTunes. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I use Spotify. <laughs> same. same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Right, go Apple. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple days. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah.